Slick, a.k.a. Professor Feather. This is the Midnight Gadfly. This is Dr. Golden Age Head. And this is... Shazam! The Blue Fizz! And we bring you... Biff Bam Zoom. The Hoi Poloi. <laughs> you know, we didn't discuss who was leading today's discussions, right? Thank so, you for stepping in. It's all you. I'm sorry, I just want to say, now you're cooking with gas. First one that speaks gets the baton. All right, Sucker. welcome everybody to <laughs> Unsane Radio. Today, we're going to continue our discussion on comic history. The last time you were with us, we talked about the, the whole thing in sort of in general from the start to where we're kind of at now and all Page that other stuff. Two. Between exactly. So we thought today we would talk a little bit about the other comic publishers that were around in the golden age beyond uh, national periodical publications, NPP, which became uh, DC Comics, and Timely and Atlas, which then became Marvel. Uh, we're going to talk about Fawcett Publications today. And for those of you not in the know, Fawcett Publications uh, was started in the early 1900s, around 1920, by Wilford Hamilton, Captain Billy Fawcett. And uh, his uh, first his first printing effort is Captain Billy's Whiz Bang in 1919, which was kind of a body humor magazine with some illustrations, and it was kind of geared mostly to uh, uh, the like, name like Whiz Bang. How, well, why not? I, I, yeah, exactly. And it, it's geared towards uh, veterans coming home from uh, World War One, and the Whiz Bang title is something to do with the transition from Tijuana Comics. <laughs> there you go. But. Uh, uh, Fawcett Publications' big claim to fame is Mechanics Illustrated. They're the ones that started that magazine and Family Circle, Women's Day. They, This guy had a huge publishing uh, empire in the early 1900s, and they didn't get Catered into, to everything. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't get into comics uh, until uh, around 1940, because two yeah. years prior to that, uh, a certain character popped up in June of 1938, <laughs> which basically changed the medium as we know it. And we talked a little bit about this last time in our comic discussion, but Action Comics number one featuring Superman. And I, I think a lot of us, you know, whether we like the character or not, I, I think a lot of us forget how transformative that character was on the industry because as we discussed the last time most comic books at the time were basically reprints of you know comic strips that were popular at the time sort of little anthologies and maybe some other funny books but superman hits on the scene and it's an instant success i mean it literally changed the industry and everybody who was in the business is all looking at this going oh crap we need to make superheroes so it's like the machine is on, the race is on, and you know the publishers at the time start cranking out these books. DC, we've got Superman, Batman, the Green Lantern, the Green Arrow, um, Wonder Woman, Timely, Captain who's, America. Who's like one of the most bizarre ones that came out? Uh, well, there's the one side. called Stardust. That's really bizarre. That was who is that? And now I think I've read about Stardust. Yeah, Stardust is like, uh, and he has this weird, really weird drawing style. Yeah, like, but it's it's actually really cool if you look at it. It's really just it's you could tell they're just having fun with it. I mean, you kind of have to admire that. But the bodies are all like giant shoulders or these skinny tiny little, little heads and yeah. it's weird stuff. I think. Um, was it Rob Liefeld truth? Was it Rob Liefeld Yeah. <laughs> or yes, we find out that Rob Liefeld's been around for like a hundred years doing this stuff. Um, he did. So yes, he didn't draw them because there were feet. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't all scratched up. Hashtag. <laughs> so, so yeah. So at that, so at the time, everybody starts making. It's anybody. Anybody's making superheroes now. So, um. Fawcett ends up dying, I believe, in like 1940. His kids at the time have taken over the publishing empire, and they're the ones responsible for getting Fawcett into comics. 
And it is one of their, I think their managing editors is responsible for getting them into comics. He, he, the, I, the guy's name, um, actually, one of, probably one of the family, Roscoe Kent Fawcett, said, give me, give me a Superman, only have his other identity be a, 12, a 10 or 12 year old boy rather than a man. That's it. Which that would was then Roscoe, later, right? Yeah, would bite them in the ass later in about 10 years. But those directives set the stage for one of the other big superheroes of the golden age, Captain Marvel, or as we know him, Shazam today. So uh, do you guys want me to go blather on some more? Does anybody want to pitch in here? I like it when Fez no, takes I'm over because it's like I'm ready to take a nap and just kick back and let Fez just do the show. It's good. <laughs> Take a nap and kick back. I, that I, I don't know if that's. Uh, you know, I get enough of that from, from Mrs. Fez. Wong. Indeed. Well, I, I think. Uh, I mean, there's so much kind of fun history about this character that that's i guess that's the one word if i was i don't use know much to describe, about that's the thing to describe captain marvel it would be fun um be, because they the comics the stories the character i mean the character's right. a kid so it's wasn't like watching there a, a, a phase where they had like all these human hybrid animal character type yes. things yes, populating yeah. the whole universe and it was yes. just like this whole other worlds, other dimensions, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. So they, they, and so they kind like of introduced the whole one, multiverse concept. In, so, in, yeah. in, in a lot of ways, Fawcett really started that concept. Yeah. Well, but and, go I ahead. Was gonna, I would say, and another thing, because, um, Head, the last time we talked, you had mentioned that Timely, um, the pre-Marvel, was kind of responsible for having these characters that would show up in other books. So there was kind of a continuity here. Um, but Fawcett really pioneered the idea that you would have a story start in one issue and maybe continue across two or three more books or two or three more issues. So you've, you've got the big story arc. So they started pioneering the story arc concept in comics. So a lot of the stuff that we now have today was started by Fawcett back in the uh, back in the early forties. So those year long spectacles with five hundred comic tie ins. Thank you, Fawcett. <laughs> and, they, and they also did a whole slew of other comics. Yeah, too, they did. Though. Yes. Um, a, you know, slew. Uh, a slew. A slew. A veritable slew. Yes. In in that slew, slew um, we have Bullet Man, Spy Smasher, um, Oh, Cap Cassidy. Captain Video. <laughs> Captain Video. But all of the stuff that wasn't superhero, all of the romance, the war, uh, they, they put out a bunch of that stuff. You Unknown know? World. They also did yes. movie yeah. adaptions. They did a movie yes. adaption of Destination Moon and The Man from Planet X, which I didn't know. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. And also, and The Rose of Cimarron, which I'm like, okay, don't know. Why. Yeah. Sure, why not? I've um, heard of it, but that's... <laughs> Yeah, I think it's, it's a, I think it's a I think it's a western. <laughs> Smell my gun. So what? <laughs> <laughs> mm, that smells like cinnamon and something else I can't quite place. What is that? Hopelessness? <laughs> Despair. Uh yeah, they also brought in you know like WoW comics and Master Comics, um, you know, Terror, Unknown, uh Unknown World, you know, things like that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah all kinds of different genre westerns with Golden Arrow and um yeah, all kinds of all kinds of titles. I think Captain Marvel it, really sweet. stands out as like the the a main character because yeah. he's he's lasted so long and and um you know, but I I love the the Wiz comics, the old comics. I love the Captain Marvel stories because they're just so entertaining and and light and silly in a way that was kind of different than other comic books. Like they were weren't taking themselves too seriously because the kind of the almost like the silliness of the characters, the villains were kind of goofy, but it was geared toward like, hey, a twelve year old kid or ten year old kid is the superhero. We're going to gear the stories toward these ten year old kids. And not in a way that, you know, all comics were considered children's entertainment. They were, you know, because a lot of the Golden Age stuff was pretty rough, you know, yeah. very violent. Oh, yeah. But not the not the Wiz comics. It was just kind of silly and lighthearted, a lot of jokes and, mm -hmm. and you know, goofy, goofy villains and a, a, a great hero, you know. 
a lot of fun. Yeah, I think those first few issues kind of felt a little bit like those early Superman and Batman issues where they're real rough and there's a there's kind of a raw noir quality to them. But then I think they quickly realized where their audience was and went. I don't want to say went full camp. It's not necessarily camp. Mm-mm. I think they they just they knew their audience and they played to the strengths of the character, which I think is one of the big distinctions between some of the other costume superheroes. And that. And- and they played up on the fantasy part, the whole yes. magic. Magic, yes. It's just like, you know, the. Which where Superman, I, I feel like, is more. It tries to be more science oriented. Science fiction, yeah. You know I mean, yeah, because he's an alien who gets absorbed energy until Mister Mixelplick comes in and fucks up everything. I think that's you know, you talking about some whimsy going on there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he goes to this, but. He goes oh, to the yeah. same tailor as uh, uh, the Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he makes an appearance in the Flintstones. I just thought that was a play. Yeah. That gremlin character, that puck. Yeah. Kazoo. Puck character. Was, Great kazoo. 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 Yeah. Kazoo. Yeah. kazoo, right. Yeah. Kazoo, Everybody yeah. get your kazoo voice out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Which has you know, probably sparked the whole ancient alien theory right there. Those guys were growing up as ah, it's just... But I think, uh, the, this guy looked like him. Yeah. I think, I think Kazoo's <laughs> voice was taken from Dr. Smith on uh, <laughs> probably on, yeah, maybe. on Lost in Space. Lost I thought that space, first yeah. season when it became like, oh, really? It's a pain. They both, uh, you know. Just like a Mr. Haney voice. <laughs> now, Mr. Douglas, I got these genuine oh, Mr. Douglas, I'd like to sell you. <laughs> so it was, uh, was your first exposure to Shazam uh, from the comics or from the 70s TV show? Okay, so don't use the word exposure. <laughs> so I'll be honest. Uh, I believe the the first my first run in. Okay, well, first run in with Captain Marvel would have been actually when DC was renting the character. Fawcett was still around in some capacity, and even though the character had not been published since the 1950s due to a lawsuit, which we could discuss in a bit. Um, <laughs> they rented the character and brought him back in 72. And I remember seeing those books on the wire racks. And I remember getting one. And the artwork was still C.C. Beck, the guy that most people associate with the Captain Marvel artwork. And then the Filmation series came out. And so I had the two of two. And I also had the, the Mego Cap, uh, Captain Marvel Shazam toy. So, yeah, those were sort of my first experiences to the character. And I, you know, the Filmation stuff is... It's it's Saturday morning, you know. It is what it is. But I, as a kid, I love that stuff. I watched oh, yeah. it every single time. <laughs> uh, well, and they had two different Shazams, right? Yeah. So from yeah. one season to the next, there was a different dude playing the the superhero. Yeah. What? 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 Yeah. Jack, Jackson Bostwick was the first season. I think John Davy was the second. And it was it, it was a contract. You know, Filmation didn't want to pay him because he Jackson Bostwick got hurt doing a stunt and he was out and they were just like, eh, F you, we'll just recast you. I was like, dude, I, I even remember that as a kid going, it's kind of like that scene in Anchorman. You're not Ron. I'm like, that's not Shazam. <laughs> oh, my God, I can do anything I want. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's magic. Been, yeah. yeah. You must have been really freaked out watching Bewitched then. Uh, Oddly <laughs> enough, no. I, I think there, and I, I, I think maybe I don't know if that says something about me or Dick York and uh, who's the other, who's the other guy? <laughs> Dick Sergeant. No, oh, Dick Sergeant. Thank yep. you. Know, I was like, I didn't really notice. Sorry, guy. Oh, that's sad. I knew. Couple that. of dicks. Yeah. Yeah. Dicks. I had damn dirty dicks. <laughs> We're big on dicks. <laughs> I just always thought Andorra had just changed him because she didn't like the first one. And then she, and then she didn't like the second one either. So yeah. <laughs> I just keep fucking up. That's good head cannon. I'd stick with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's two dicks in Moorhead. Well, we're also talking. <laughs> we're also talking about a really bad sitcom too. So. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was it, horrible. It was horrible. It, oh, it was terrible. But yeah. it stayed on for a little bit. It was just they had so many bad ones coming out at that time. It was just I dream a genie. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Those were the days. 
<laughs> well, yeah. even well, think about it, as bizarre as it is, Green Acres. That was just yeah. that was well, such a now weird... that one that one was pushing it. Because they, they did <laughs> so no they did some that. pretty interesting humor in that. Oh no, it is weird. It's yeah. just it's so not weird... a, it's not a that's not I wouldn't lump that in. I think it was a good uh, a good series. I think it was well written and well done. I, I, really, I really enjoyed that. And I'll, because it was just all that tongue in cheek humor, you know, just tongue and dull. Was that a was Green Acres a spinoff of Petticoat Junction? I think so. I, they were, they were I, part of the who did all of that. That was like yeah, a big incestuous yeah, yeah uh, uh. group of yeah. Who did it, uh, and uh, and uh, the Be- Beverly Hillbillies. What do you and, think oh, the Cannonball Express was? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I incest. Pull the train. <laughs> no, no, I incest. The the thing that's going to scare me the most is if somehow this episode ends and we're able to tie this back to Fawcett. I I don't know how we're we're so far off. No, no. How we do it is the Marvel family. When does that come in? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's roll back back to Fawcett. Yeah, go back. Let me say before you even start. You're talking about first time knowing the Doctor Marvel or, or, or you know Captain Marvel is um, for me was seeing the serial on TV. Ah. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, the Republic yes. serial, 1941. Yes, yes, and that was that was my whole until later, way later, you know, and I didn't really, I wasn't really big in, you know, I, I didn't come in, you know, late 50s for me, you know, when I started reading comics and everything. Yeah. So, um, so a lot of that stuff was just like ancient history at that time. Yeah. You know, well, <laughs> by the time you were reading comics, <laughs> I get it. I get Captain it. Marvel was he, he was gone because yes, that, yes, that movie, that movie serial by Republic, which is still, in my opinion, the best superhero serial Absolutely. of all time. It, I agree. It's just just the way it's shot. I rewatched you know, you, it recently and it's yeah. really good. Really that's good. that's really what I was nice. playing at the beginning. But uh, Yes, yeah. yes. But since I thought we were doing the second, I was going to download that while we were doing the first episode, but so I couldn't do any of that. Yeah. So, um, you, got the, you got the amazing, was it the, the Lidecker brothers doing the special effects in it? I mean, it's just, yeah. when you when you watch the other superhero serials, uh, Captain Marvel is like, it's on a couple pedestals above. Yeah, it absolutely is. But that serial is basically what kind of forced DC's hand. Well, I don't want to say forced DC's hand, but that pretty much got DC to go, okay, we're done screwing around. We're going to start suing them because this is obviously a Superman ripoff, which I disagree. I think it's that whole thing was kind of BS anyways, but you know, Republic approached DC and said, they're like, we want in on this. We want to do Superman, but they couldn't because DC already had a pre-existing, you know, relationship with the Fleischer Studios and the Superman cartoon. So they couldn't kind of double dip here. So they had to turn Republic down and Republic (laughs) turned to Fawcett and said, hey, we want to do a Captain Marvel series. And Fawcett's like, hey, we're out selling Superman four titles to one. Fuck yeah, let's do this. And (laughs) <laughs> but but you know, <laughs> but we also had these glorious Fleischer cartoons. Well, true. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy with the Fleischer oh. cartoons. Those yeah. are just like pinnacles of animation. They are oh, yes. just gorgeous. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we've, we've talked agree. about it before. They, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Fleischers, I, I mean, say what you will about Disney, but the Fleischers were, they were okay. To, they, I love their inventiveness, their experimentation. They're willing to take a risk. And Superman, in my opinion, was a big risk. The yeah. amount of work that had to go in to produce that cartoon is just, and but it pays off. They were know? already doing that with, like, Popeye and all yeah, that true. stuff. And yeah. Just, oh, yeah. They, they, were, yeah. Yeah. they were very experimental with what yeah. they were doing with their steady boot. Yep. Yeah. All of that. So uh, how about so the the symbol on Superman during the flash in the flash Fleischer was uh, black and uh, yeah. red, right? I was think that it how, had the black black triangle gold outline with the red S on the inside. Right. I remember Is probably. that how his original one was in the comics or? Uh, no, it actually was the yellow triangle with the kind of a black outline in the red red ass, a little bit more simplified. I'm I'm not exactly sure why the flesh or the Fleischers did that for that version of Superman. I don't know if it's just artistic license or because we can. They thought it looked look better. <laughs> it's become official Superman. It's like pissing on the tree. <laughs> I uh, 
I didn't see the the actual Fleischer cartoons until much Fleischer later. Fleischer was here. Sorry. <laughs> my my first exposure to Superman was the serial or, or the uh, the TV series, right? Oh, with, uh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. What's his face? George. George I was obsessed with it when I was a little kid. I had like a, a white towel with the iron on symbol on the back that I wore as a cape. Right around the neighborhood. So, but do we have a uh, Marvel family? When's the Marvel so, family come in? So, the Marvel family shows up shortly after the the um, Captain Marvel drops, which is in February of 1940. It doesn't it doesn't take long for Fawcett to capitalize on this character. Shortly after that, we get the Marvel family, which includes Mary Marvel, Captain Marvel Jr., um, <laughs> and then it starts getting into kind of the the goofy where we have the Lieutenant Lieutenant's Marvel, and then Uncle so, Dudley. Sounds who, a little incestuous here. <laughs> yeah. uh, see, that's there's our tie-in. That's how it all works. <laughs> yeah, hey, we figured it out. There we yeah. go. Um, and it's it's really funny hey, because right over here is Uncle Marvel. <laughs> we don't bring him out much. He's kind nope. of funny in the head. <laughs> Damn breeding. Um, Keep the young'uns away from him, especially <laughs> when he's eaten. Yeah, look, that line on the floor is there for a reason. You don't cross that line. You stay on the side of the line. Uh, and it's funny because, you know, when when you look at just the history of, you know, at least the, the Fawcett comics, especially Captain Marvel, he's really only around for like 12 or 13 years before it, Fawcett finally throws in the towel. The DC's been chasing them for 10 years with a lawsuit, and they finally win. And Fawcett, and at this time, a lot, a lot of us don't remember that. In 1953, I think we had already had the Seduction of the Innocent book that was dropped, so parents were all in a tizzy about comics, yep. uh, corrupting their little <laughs> their little children, their little spawn. So Fawcett... Fez is still pissed about that. I am still pissed about it. I remember reading that as a kid going, what? It's like, no, it was like, it's like oh, where did all the EC comics go? Um, and they just, they basically just folded the towel and gave in. They, you know, they didn't really, you know, the, the lawsuit just kind of petered out because Fawcett said, we're out. See you guys, fuck off. And they, they just stopped. Um, they, they kept up other publications, other comics, but Captain Marvel just went away and stayed in right. limbo until DC rented the character in the seventies. But, uh, yeah, and it's funny because also, you know, a lot of people always assume the character is just this kind of like second-rate knockoff character. But forget, like I said earlier, one time they were outselling Superman four to one. I mean, they were crushing DC. I mean, think about it. it with just the character, it's a kid that says a magic word and transforms into a superhero. That right there, that's gold. That's gold. Yes, that's gold. That's gold, gold um, Jerry. And it, and it also skirts the whole, well, I'm a rich philanthropist, and oh, there's an orphaned boy. I'm going to adopt him and train him to be my ward. And not in some weird way. Yeah, exactly. That's not weird, is it? Mm-hmm. You know. And it skirts the whole alien thing. You have Alfred, gods. go bathe yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> bathe him in milk. Make him luxurious. <laughs> Ooh. And I, I, I mean, come on, that that whole thing has chased the Batman. Oh wait, I see the Batcave. I know it was just kind of goofy. Like I never got into that. Like, oh come on, you guys are reading too much into this. Well, but, yeah, uh, yeah. It was. It was just it you know, Robin yes. was introduced yes. so that kids could put themselves yes. into the Batman stories, yes. and I get right. it. Fine, I exactly. That's why every sidekick is there. I mean, Bucky right. for Christ's sake, give the kid a trash can lid to cut off. <laughs> I mean, he's just running in with, hey, shoot at me, you know. Well, yeah, machine these, gun and and else. they did. Yeah. <laughs> well, who's the juvenile delinquent that was in, uh, in all of the Marvel stuff at the beginning, like with the Hulk? Um, what was oh, that oh. kid's name? Oh, they all had teenage sidekicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh just... uh, the, the guy he saves when he's yes, on the right. bomb range. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And he shows up like, all over yeah. the place. Captain America and who? Well, Bucky. Yeah, Bucky. But uh, the other one was uh, Rick. Rick. Was it Rick Jones? Or yes, Rick Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I remember those uh, those uh, short animated, really terribly animated shows. They would like have they were like, static, yeah. and you might see like one thing move on them. Like I am yeah. standing. Oh, you remember? But they, little, but they had the snazzy, snazzy uh, songs at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, theme songs. Like, yeah. Oh, 
Hulk, you know, that thing. I love those. I thought those were cool. Then there's the step up to the 66 Spider-Man. That was a little better. There was some movement, but lots of shots of him swinging. Once again, great music, though. That was Yeah, oh, that theme song, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That theme song. But you got to think, you know, Shazam or Captain Marvel that brings in the whole Marvel family and then Superman totally apes that. Oh yeah. Oh, later. Sure. Like yeah. they're like they were they were mm-hmm. they're the ones who were like, okay, now we're gonna rip off you know, Fawcett when they brought in Supergirl and then Super Horse and Super Dog, you know, and like the whole Superman and then Superboy. Yeah. And uh, it's, along with all the other chunks of Kryptonite, like, oh yeah, Superman had a cousin. Apparently more of Alan Moore's yeah, version Alan Moore's version super sperm. <laughs> I don't think it played too well in the United States. <laughs> Not in my well, tip. Uh, <laughs> I'm no. saving it up here. You're, you're, you're right, Head. Yeah. yeah. Fawcett also yeah. pioneered that. The, the sort of right. Like, I, mean, I would have loved to have seen a suit from Fawcett suing DC for all that. Yeah. Because well, t- I don't think Supergirl... Not until the fifties. Yeah, until the fifties after Fawcett's already thrown in the towel. Exactly. But there was like that glut of like super things. It it just got silly. Like there was a fucking horse. Are you serious? You know, like crypto. I can almost get the dog. Okay, we're gonna shove a dog in a rocket. The Russians were doing that kind of shit. (laughs) But like a fucking horse. Like what? There's a cat. Oh, oh yeah, right. Don't forget Beppo the super monkey. Oh, I was gonna say I thought there was a monkey. Yeah. There. Yeah. Oh, and then there's Titano. The I think that, but that I don't remember if he was from Krypton or he was just an ape that got mutated by Kryptonite. I, I, yeah, it gets. I mean, yeah, it gets it gets beyond ridiculous at that time. But you know, the whole Silver Age was kind of silly anyway. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but it it still lacks the charm. I think of the Agreed. Captain Marvel books. There was just something, a simplicity of the storytelling that it wasn't it was just aware of of having fun with itself yeah. and not taking itself too it's seriously audience. i mean, I mean the, the villains are great it was a dr Sivana, yep you know who was just this kind of bespectacled bald head guy in a lab coat like you know just trying to be yeah. evil and take over the world <laughs> right yeah, you know yeah and cool uh, figure. you know the monster <laughs> society of evil that which is really you know that's that was part of that his society which you you know that's kind of fun and, and, and uh, yeah they and they also pioneered that where you had the villains team up to form a right. squad. yeah society yeah. <laughs> that's right <laughs> get rid of the they get rid of the big red cheese <laughs> yes yes yeah yes the big red cheese <laughs> yeah that's what they called him yeah it's hysterical like okay that's awesome and who was a huge fan of Captain Marvel, especially Captain Marvel Jr. DC, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There'd only be one baby. That was the king. The king loved Captain well, Marvel. Really? In fact, his jumpsuits from the 1970s are patent exactly after Captain uh, Marvel. Yeah, I, I was wondering why the short sandwiches. You know, because Captain Marvel always had that really short cape. I'm like, come on, cape? dude, decide what to do with it. It's just like a wrong size for you, man. Yeah, yeah, no, Elvis Presley. Dude, you got peanut butter on the pages again. (laughs) That's not peanut butter. (laughs) Well, they really need to get Patrick Warburton to play uh, Shazam before he's too old. Sadly, I think he is now. I think think these may have been shot. I I thought for a while he would have been perfect to play that character. I like the guy who who was played him in the new movie, the Shazam movie. I thought thought he was good. It was terrific fun. It it had that (laughs) same kind of spirit. Yeah. Of of the comics, it kept it kind of light and, oh. and focus on the kids and the way they would Speaking think the movie, and talk. I, I like that movie. That was yeah, cool. yeah, great. The, yeah, it was very good. It was probably the, one of the best movies DC put out. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree. You know, Wonder Woman, I thought was excellent, and then Shazam. Um, I I thought the others have. I mean, other than like the Dark Knight. Um, but uh, these, these those two are excellent. Yeah, no, this and the uh, the last Shazam movie was pulling from the new Fifty Two sort of reimagining right. Right. of the character, which is which is okay. I don't mind it, but I, there was like like you said, there were some elements that I thought the new um, the new Fifty Two sort of kind of stripped out some of the fun, in my opinion, um, of the character. Now, uh, Jerry Ordway. Um, had done the power of Shazam. Uh, that was uh, was it? Was he? Did he do both? I think he did. Yeah, Jerry Ordway did the power of Shazam in '94 as a hardcover uh, sort of retelling of the character, which is, in my opinion, like the best sort of reimagining oh, of the, the character. The Jeff Smith one is really good too. Yes, yes, his is good too. Yep. 
I like that one too. Yeah, and then, although he's there limited, I, I liked his presence in Kingdom Come, which I think is just a, yep. a b- brilliant story on its own. But just his showing up, it's like okay. Yeah, the way, he, the way he's being used is that was brilliant. That was brilliant. It, yeah. it it is, but there's a part of me when I read that, I'm like, oh come on, why are you making him the bad guy? It's like, but what the what the explanation for it is genius. It is, yes. it's yes. genius, yes. right? Because he's yes. Billy Batson. I mean, he's yeah. the fucking kid, you right. know. And, of course, and, right? But the thing that makes it funny, it, well, not funny, but kind of tragic, is that everybody's treating him like he's Captain Marvel, but he's not. That's Billy. At the minute when Bruce Wayne's like, Billy. wham, it just decks him. And of course, he would have broken his arm had he done that. And then everybody's like, whoa, wait a minute, the hell? And yeah, yeah that was, yeah. And he ends up saving the day at the end, which is pretty good. But I, right. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautifully written. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in these days, uh, Shazam can kick the shit out of Superman because Superman's uh, uh, not immune to magic, you know, and since uh, Shazam right. that, is all magic. That, that came about, I think, in the Silver Age as well. Yeah. Yeah. Besides all the. Um, all the uh, different colors of kryptonite. Oh, this one turns me into a zebra. Well, um, that, well, and that's why we died. Where the fuck did it all come from? Krypton. <laughs> well, apparently it all just like perfect aim and we just got a super load. We just got elements. a super load. The planet just blew out. Like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, I was going to say alcohol. Earth, take my the money mo- shot. The uh, money shot. <laughs> Earth, yeah. Earth's getting the money shot from Krypton. Um, yeah. Oh, my wealth. I'm just thinking it's DC going to the writers. All right, we need another type of Krypton. And they're just like pouring a drain. Oh, crap. <laughs> okay, it's pink. Kryptonite so we got white, we got red, yellow, <laughs> blue, green. Fuck. Yeah. Which one does what? I don't know. Do we care? No, we don't care. Yeah, which one made him like always change shape? Was it the red Kryptonite that was random or, or yellow? Yeah, that the red Kryptonite would have the unpredictable effect. Yeah. To give yes. him an ant yeah. head. <laughs> yeah, or zebra. I remember one. There, yeah, there was a, a lot of. Co- I would get the covers. I'm like, look at these books. Like, oh fuck, Superman. Yeah, What's yeah. wrong with you, man? Yeah, he's like, yeah. I'm a zebra today. I'm like, oh come on, man. <laughs> I'm losing I- all my colors. I don't know anymore. Now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, when he got the rainbow being right. coming out of his fingertips, which I'm like, yeah. oh, that's gonna come back to bite you guys in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, uh, see, like, Superman does. Yeah, <laughs> he can do it. Yeah. yeah. But, oh, boy. Yeah. Now, yeah. I think a lot of comic characters in the 50s were probably praying for death <laughs> or cancellation or something. Cause it's like, oh, come on, don't do this to me. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. It sounds I like love, a funny story, actually. You know, <laughs> Superman with a, or Batman with a time machine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Warlord of, <laughs> Warlord of Mars or whatever they were doing. Yeah. Before. Just like, oh. We're, we're not going to go back. Oh, we're going to be medieval knights today. Okay. Well, there we go. There. Well, and the, uh, Grant Morrison revived that Batman when uh, he was almost killed by the Omega beam or whatever. Instead of it hitting oh. him and killing him, he goes back in time. So there, it's, yeah. all, it's him just trying to get back up to the his present time by going through all of these different eras, uh, which was pretty cool. You know, Grant Morrison writes it, and they each of the stories they got these really great artists to do. You know, yeah. each one of the stories and stuff. Um, when did uh, they no longer? They're no longer allowed to call him Captain Marvel, right? Right. They call him Shazam, right? They, they call him Shazam because what had happened is that since the character had sort of lapsed in the 50s and there was another publisher who, who's it's really odd. There's a there's a guy on YouTube. His name is Comic Drake, who had put out a couple series about this. So if you guys are out there want to look this up. Look up Comic Drake on YouTube. And he's got some interesting videos on this. Another publisher who I think I, I think he had a beef. It might have been with DC came up with a character called Captain Marvel. But this hero's ability was to detach his limbs, which was like, <laughs> oh, okay, what? It's, it's terrible. So they they do this for a while, and then that that book folds. Mercy. And get a leg up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they say they, they say his, yeah. they say his appendages is like all of the appendages. <laughs> uh, who was that group in the nineties? What was that song? Detachable penis. Right. <laughs> they played it on mta whatever yeah all right so so the 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 name just kind of falls by the wayside and then marvel is in their mid 60s late 60s they're in their they're in their stride i mean they're on fire 
And I, I think at some point they get the idea to do a character called Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, because of course there was Marvel comics that make sense. So they grabbed the name. Oh, Marvelous. Right. DC, <laughs> now DC rents the rights to Captain Marvel Shazam in 72, but they can't call it the title Captain Marvel because of Marvel Comics as Captain Marvel. So they Marvel. agree on calling the book The Power of Shazam. And you can't say Captain Marvel on the cover. You can say Captain Marvel on the inside, but it can't be on the cover. And that goes off and on with various degrees of success until I think the 90s when DC finally just buys the, the, the IP for the Marvel family outright. And at that point, I guess they said they did some marketing and they said nobody knows the character by his name, Captain Marvel. They just think his name is Shazam. So they just said, well, we're just gonna call him Shazam, which I'm like, I have a question. Yes. <laughs> How do you? So you guys just basically made a hero who can never really say his name, but then they tried to explain it in the new DC 52 <laughs> by saying, well, you can say your name, but in order to transform, you must have conviction in your heart. And I'm like, that's, <laughs> sorry, that's still stupid. That's what, I, that's what every, very, very softly. That's what every 10 year old, 12 year old kid wants to hear. And, and, and what about conviction? What the fuck does that mean, you old man? Suppress Shut up! Dreams, yes. <laughs> what about Shut Captain up. Marvel Jr.? His his yeah, powers came from so Captain marvelous. Marvel, and yeah. he has to say Captain Marvel's name to transform into Captain Marvel Jr. So it's like it's they just yeah. Died. Well, did you know that uh, only Marvel and DC they jointly own a trademark on the term superhero? Yep. So no other comic publish can use the term superhero to describe what, what they uh, are. So they've gotten around it by saying things like science heroes and uh, you know a bunch of other really? stuff. Like ultra heroes. Is it like metahumans? Meta you know, and it's yeah, like, like in the mutants. Mutants are, is another one that you know is kind of trademarked. Uh, yeah, is that why they couldn't refer to Wanda and Pietro in the in the Avengers or? movie because of the word mutant they had to use the word miracle well they weren't mutants, uh, is that because sony owns the x-men right still they have the rights to that yeah it was kind of messy and i think marvel wasn't didn't quite have that figured out yet how they were going to i mean because at the time yeah fox still owns the the prop the, the x-men properties and the, the rights associated with that and one would figure mutant would probably fall into that so they just <laughs> skirted the issue with yeah but Wanda sense. Wanda and Pietro's history in the comics is just fucked oh. up beyond belief I mean like they all, they all thought his, their father was the wizard for a while yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a great name the wizard yeah uh, <laughs> didn't he die of a I'm heart attack didn't he have, he had to stop running because he had a heart condition right yeah. the wizard something like that yeah he yeah. would like have a heart attack because he'd have to use his powers and he'd fall over he'd be like oh <laughs> I pissed my pants you want to call me the wizard oh. <laughs> The incontinent. <laughs> Intercontinental incontinent. Now there's a uh, meta hero. <laughs> Science super. We'll mix all the names together. I could see him being uh, alongside the defenestrator, though, dog welder. <laughs> yeah, the uh, well, and then there's the iconic painting by uh, Alex Ross of uh, yeah of Shazam. Which is gorgeous. oh yeah. yeah yeah well and that's uh, the guy that he based that on is his art dealer uh, Sal Abinati who's a character <laughs> if you've ever read an interview that's with him cool. yeah well if you've ever heard an interview with this guy he is hilarious he's got that yeah. really thick like uh, Brooklyn accent or whatever and or Jersey I don't even know what the accent is but it's it is hilarious he's crude and just talks about <laughs> he tells a story about being on the a plane with uh, Grant Morrison who dropped acid before they were coming here in London and shit himself <laughs> on the plane <laughs> in a white suit <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Nice, Have fantastic. I had to go buy a pair of brown pants to match in. Well, and, and, and Sal kept saying, "That's my kind of degenerate." <laughs> oh wow! Well, and, and Alex Ross, he's a. There's a reason why you know Captain Marvel Shazam shows up in a lot of his work. He's a huge, yeah. huge Captain Marvel fan. I mean. Yeah, if, you, if you've read, kind of obvious. Yeah. yeah, if you've got any of his art books, oh uh, yeah, I mean, what? Got, well, his mythology's book, uh, yeah, Ross yeah, yeah. is so amazing. I mean, oh, that, that's is. like 
that's like lottery money. I'm going to buy him a buy his original work. Like paint paint this wall. You know, like I'm going to give you a whole 50 foot wall. You just paint it. A million bucks. There you go. He, it, well, but, and um, he's yeah. super fast. Like he does one of those covers. Yeah. in a few hours. You know, and it's yeah, just yeah. crazy. It's amazing. It's just stunning. But, yeah, because yeah. wasn't what was it? Kingdom Come was fully painted by him, right? Fully painted. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 And the old guy in there was his father. That was yes. his real his real dad. Yes, Nor- Norman McKay was that the character's yeah. name? Yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing stuff, though. That's a, uh, um, but yeah, Shazam. I think uh, I, again, I'm pretty sure it was the first for me was the '70s TV show, um, and then I went yeah. back and started looking at up stuff. You know, as much as you could back in the '70s. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. yeah. We I had think all- I saw him. You know, but never really. You know, I probably read him, but just never. Followed him. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like mine was, was the TV show. A lot of stuff. Yeah, but yeah, be, yeah. It was afterwards. Kind of. And then when DC did those like hundred page, eighty oh. page giants, hundred page giants, there was yeah. sometimes a, a, yep. a Captain Marvel story from the yep. you know, yeah, way back right. in the back. If you yeah. remember, they had those those big digest magazines. They're like yeah. tabloid size. Yeah, enormous. yeah. I remember they had one, and it had Jackson Bostwick, the first. Um, Captain Marvel from season one of the Shazam TV show on the oh, cover, yeah. and I remember as a kid going, "Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool!" And it's yeah. all that reprint artwork that's just so great. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, back uh, when, back when Shazam, Doctor Shrinker. Yeah, the, when Shazam had sideburns. <laughs> yes, yes, and a tan. They were both very tan Shazams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah they were. well you know when you're just tooling around you know southern california saving kids from doing stupid shit i mean you're gonna pick up a pretty good tan i would <laughs> <laughs> well you figured all the all the heroes all the gods that he's from those well, most of them were probably from uh you know pretty tan as well solomon well, hercules yeah. atlas yeah. you know zeus yeah. achilles mercury <laughs> i bet they were all pretty tan endless supply of olive oil <laughs> <laughs> so wait explain to me there's the difference so on the tv show it's all the Greek or Greek gods, right? So right. he goes and talks to them. They're, they're yeah. you know, with that little sphere that has the gems yeah. on it, you know. And he's traveling around with an old man in an RV. Yeah, right? Billy Batson. Is. Mentor. Mentor. <laughs> Not too weird. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. <laughs> We're back to that. But again. what about the like the old wizard? Is that wizard different? Shazam. Yeah. Was that the original way it was, or was yeah. that newer? No. Yes. So- in the original, the wizard Shazam is the one that bestows the power upon Billy Batson. I've often theorized that Mentor in the TV show, Les, is. Tr- Les Tremaine, yeah, that's yeah, the wizard Shazam. Oh, no. Les I, Tremaine? I think yeah. 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 Um, and so, you know. Did he still have a Van Dyke? Did he? I don't know. I, think <laughs> I don't think he did, did he? Yeah, I think oh, he just I had the mustache. I think he had the mustache. Yeah. He's just doing a, kind of a Cesar Romero sort of look yeah. at the time. <laughs> So, no, so, yeah, well, yeah, we really didn't, like, dig into, like, you know, how that character has powers, but, you know, the wizard Shazam is the one that bestowed the power, and then they, they talk about how he's been around since the, you know, the time of the Egyptians. We haven't talked about Black Adam, who is the sort of anti- Shazam, the you know the Wizard Shazam's first attempt at creating a hero who turns evil. So the Wizard Shazam casts him into outer space. It takes him five thousand years to fly back to Earth. And, <laughs> you know, starts them. You know, you know. Then we because by the time he gets there, he's really pissed. Yo, know, I would. Be. I've had five thousand well, years to think about this. You doesn't that sound like some kind of an Indian and the most uh, boring scenery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and by yeah. the time he arrives, he's Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> who you just can't hate you want to hate i know I i'm so stoked about seeing this black adam movie you know I, i'm watching him how fucking huge he is like jesus christ he's immense cautiously optimistic about this i yeah it's gonna be fun i the rock has made a lot of fun i love him i think yeah. he's great yeah it's gonna be a good movie yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you've never seen the rundown with him uh yeah, that, yeah. that movie is awesome it's yeah. hilarious Cool. Do we have anything else to say about Shazam? Go out and read it. Well, find, yeah. some, yeah. find some Captain Marvel I, comics and read them. Have a good time. Yeah, yeah. But to bring it kind of contemporary, so whatever happened to Fawcett Publishing? Well, I think they they continued on for a while, still doing magazines. They uh, uh, this is something I didn't know. Uh, and and Feather, maybe you know this. Um, gold medal books um, in like the 1950s. They yes. started that. That oh, did imprint, they? which okay. got a lot of early writers their start, like Vonnegut, yes. 
Oh yeah, um, yeah. Some other, and so they they were doing that for a while, and I right. think the company out. was eventually. Uh, <laughs> I think they were eventually bought. Oh, they were bought by CBS Publications in '77. So oh, then okay. they were just kind of assumed that probably As- assimilated. In. Yeah, assimilated by Warner Communications. Yeah, then and <clears throat> right. Yeah, good. I just was curious, you know, yeah. what how how they survived yeah, they, or not. Yeah, they they were still you know they sell their magazines. They were still putting that stuff out, but their their comic stuff really only lasted like yeah. 10 to 13 years. Yes. They also but they they kind of came back in the 60s with Dennis the Menace comics if you remember those. Yes. Oh, I do. Yes. I yeah. Do. Yeah. 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 They were they were putting those out at the time. Anybody remember like the when they came out with like all the like uh Three Stooges, mm-hmm. Ebbe Costello uh but they were all like in all these comic book for you know the the Beatles, yeah, the Jackson Five, yeah, they, oh, they, they, they all Dell, like, Dell they, Comics did a lot yeah, of those. No, Dell, well. yeah, Dell yeah, was, did a lot yes. of those titles. Yeah. And Scooby Doo, yeah. and Scooby Doo, Jay Ward look to them, you know, yeah, design. yeah, yeah. Gold Key, Dell, a lot of those books, and you know, Scooby Doo was a property that kind of transferred from title to title. You know, DC kind of owns them now, I think. Yeah, but they were they did. You know, a lot of Whitman was another oh, yes, company yes. we could talk about. There's Charlton. I mean, there's so many good, great comic book companies that are not Marvel, DC that are out there. Yeah, Charlton's a big one. Another mm-hmm. that should be I, our next right. one. I love the yeah, Andy, right. odd, The Charlton right. yeah. Chews yeah. were my favorite. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> they had some really odd titles, yeah. though, yeah. didn't they? I mean, yeah. yeah. Let's save that for another we'll episode, save that. though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's the? Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. Just I will throw we, that in with the other one, but the Basil uh, Wolverton comic book that he had for a little bit what was that uh um black hawk or something like that the spaceman type thing but he was drawn by basil uh wolverton had that oh know, yeah his, yeah yeah his style look to it and it was all yeah it was part of all that weird stuff and i'm trying to think i think that was in the 50s it was it was published but anyway that was his big thing but yeah i'll find some more stuff on that wally wood too Mm. <laughs> yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Say! Dr. Tar. Pointing at the blue fez. Hi. I'm Blue Fez. And you've been listening to. Insane radio at gmail. <laughs> Tar and feather. Tar and feather at gmail. Um, Tar and feather at Vimeo. There you go. We're done. <laughs> Don't forget to go onto the website. You can learn everything you want to know about Edgar Allan Poe, and also on the Unsane Radio website, which has some wonderful artwork. And if you went to unsaneradio.com, you can listen to all these episodes in detail for free, for free in 3D. It's worth twice as much. You can download them and send them to your worst enemies. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> what? what? You can break in a new pack of socks. <laughs> oh yeah. Because we are freaks. We freaks. We freaks. Oh, we it's freaks. Wow, that We're all sounds taking like turns nice doing each other. Right? I was going to say, that sounds like a cue and maybe a segue. <laughs> I'm on a segue. Gadfly, yeah, you do the we freaks today. Huh? Who's doing the we freaks? I do the we freaks. Gadfly. Oh, oh that's fine. fine. Uh, I can't spell it. I don't know how to spell it. (laughs) W-E-E-F-R-E-E-K-Z on the Facebooks. And if you dig through the archives, go back to when the Shazam movie came out. I did a four, I think a four strip series on Captain Marvel, which was a lot of fun. And I talk a little bit about the history of Captain Marvel. Uh, I think you mean Shazam. Captain Marvel. (laughs) Shazam. 
four strip tease about Captain Marvel. This is where I turn up the music. Don't you turn up that music. I'm going to rant about this for just a second. I am a comic curmudgeon. His name is Captain Marvel. It's not true. Now you can turn the music up. Yeah, turn it up because I was going to have Gadfly talk about heavy metal horror. Heavy metal <laughs> with uh, Montag Lewis and his friends. Fez? Talking to some of the greatest metal rockers in the world. Yeah. We got a special <laughs> guest coming back. Mark Bryady from Jack Panzer's coming back on to talk about Jack Panzer's new album. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a lovely present from Mr. Mark Bryady. Ooh, so yeah, oh, nice. We're, we're gonna open it on the air. Does that say? Does that say Mo Panzer? Yes. That's my. That's my agent. Jag Panzer. Jag Panzer. Oh, Larry Curly Panzer. Their new album. Yes. Mo Panzer is my agent. Spread out. I wanted a Mo Panzer when I was like 15. My dad wouldn't buy me one. He said, nope, you got to ride your bike. I got a reservoir tip for you. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Don't let it get full. That's right. <laughs> Hold on, I'm saving it. <laughs> I'll have to come back a few times for that one. No double dipping. <laughs> This Removed. was a Captain Marvelous episode. Uh, it is. We have a mop. We've got a mop. That's a Brought cap. to you by the Black Q-Tip. <laughs> <laughs> Remove while turgid. Black Adam. Oh, I'm Adam. <laughs> is it cold in here or is it me? 